Welcome and greetings, career-minded superstars. You are listening to the exclusive Career Coach, your podcast for all things career. And I'm Lisa Edwards, the indispensable career coach for superstars just like you. Now let's dig into this week's topic, shall we? Greetings. How's it going? How are you guys doing? How's uh, how's life? So it's May, late May as this is coming out. So I, I am recording this in late April and tons of stuff has happened since then. Am I right or am I right? So one thing I want to say at the outset of today, we're going to be talking about is your resume job search ready. And I have an opt-in on my website called the Branded 5-Day. It's a 5-Day Branded Resume course. So you can go onto my website, which is exclusivecareercoaching.com, and down at the bottom you'll see there's a video that tells you kind of what you're going to get, and you can sign up for the Branded Resume opt-in. And the next day, you will get the first of five days, and every day there will be a video and content to help you create your branded resume. So especially for those of you that don't feel like you can handle the investment of someone like me let's at least get your resume as good as it can be with you doing it yourself so hopefully that will be helpful to you if you do want to take this work further and work directly with me you've got the link in the show notes to schedule a call with me many of you have done that and it's been a a pleasure to get to know you guys and to hear your feedback because everybody's really loving the podcast and that that does my heart good because This is something I'm very passionate about, and it is very much a labor of love as I sit in my very, very hot, hot closet right now. So we're in virus jail to some degree still in late in late May, and many of you are needing to update your resume. Either you were in a job search when the virus hit and you kind of put things on hold, or maybe because of the virus you've had to get a job. I have a very clear bias for hiring a credentialed resume writer. And one thing I want to say is if you do choose to use a credentialed resume writer and you want to look around and not just reach out to me, what I want to say is that the price is very widely. And if all you can afford to spend on a new resume is a couple hundred dollars, you're really better off taking this course that I'm offering to you and doing it yourself. You're really going to need to spend at bare minimum $500 to get a decent resume. So, and, and it certainly goes up from there. But I want to give you five top tips to make sure your resume is job search ready. So number one, branding is everything. So when I think about the 10,000 plus resumes that I've seen that have come to me, virtually none of them have an effective branding component to them. They either have a, God forbid, an objective at the top, which is super self-absorbed, like this is what I want from you. This is what I'm looking for. It's not at all about what you can do for the company. Or they give a very generic branding statement that isn't a branding statement, like I'm a hard worker, team player, blah, blah. So whether you want to utilize a formal branding tool like Reach360 or work with a professional like me, I do. I spend an entire hour with my resume clients on their brand and getting really clear on that. And that serves them not only for the resume and the LinkedIn profile I'm writing for them, but they get crystal clear in how they're going to show up for the interview, how they're going to show up at networking events. And it's just such an amazing process to take them through. But this is such a critical step that you get clear on what your brand is. You want potential employers to know quickly and clearly whether you are a good fit for their organization. 
And what you have to do to effectively brand yourself is to differentiate yourself. You want to tell the reader why they should select you over all the other candidates. What makes you different? Because here's the alternative. You have a vanilla resume, a resume that doesn't elicit a strong response for or against. It's just vanilla. It's kind of like mm, if nothing else comes along, if we can't find anything better. So you're not repelling any potential employers necessarily with that vanilla resume, but you're not attracting any either. And if you think about vanilla, I always call that kind of the generic equivalent. Nobody ever pays top dollar for the generic. When they're buying a generic, they're buying it because it's cheaper than the alternative, than the name brand. And that's not what you want for your resume. So, of course, we're not going to go into the weeds with how to do that branding. I've talked about that on other podcast episodes. And again, that's something that I will walk you through as part of your resume process if you choose to work with me. I just want to point out how important the branding piece is. Number two, it's important that your resume make a strong visual impact. So many companies are utilizing applicant tracking systems, which is the computer, and for that, you're going to need an unformatted version of your resume, unless you want to just love to sit there and type in every word from your resume every single time you apply. Ugh. So you're going to want an unformatted version. What I apply, what I supply my clients with is the pretty version, which is fully graphical, and the unformatted word version. So they can upload the unformatted word version and then they can attach the pretty version, which has the graphics and the and the HR people have made it very clear that that's the, what they want to see. So when they go in, if you show up as a, you know, you score high enough for that job that the humans get to look at your resume, they want to be able to download a prettier version. And you want your pretty version to make a strong professional impact that the reader will automatically see this is a serious candidate. So before they get into the weeds with the content that has a visual impact that draws them in and they might spend maybe a little bit more time looking at your resume because of that. And you can use color, some shading, lines that can all be very effective in that. And I will also use charts and graphs, especially with my sales executives to show their achievements vis visually. So I'll put a chart in there or a graph or some other visual representation that will display how effective they've been in sales or whatever their field is, if it's appropriate. Number three, your layout of your resume has to be logical. So HR managers are going to spend, you know, depending on what resource you look at, 10 seconds is probably the very high end of how long they're going to look at a resume, especially if it doesn't make sense in its layout. They're not going to hunt for what they're looking for. And what I've seen and what I'm seeing on like templates from, I don't know, Word and Canva and all those places online that you can get free templates is that they're trying to create layoffs, uh, layouts that are different, but not always good, right? So there's research that shows how a person reads a resume. I was actually in a, in a training for this a few months ago. They have t put some special glasses on people and then that would record where their eyes were moving to on a resume. And so the research is very clear. They're looking for, you know, your, they want to see your name up at the top. Then they're looking for the headings. And then they're going to look over like, where did you go to school? What years did you work in the various places? They're going to scoot over to the right side to look for that. So if you think about that, if your resume is laid out vastly different than that, 
the reader isn't going to know where to go to find the information. And because they're so busy and there's so many candidates, they probably won't take the time to try to ferret out where that is. I have a very strong bias against two column resumes for this very reason, because the research again is very clear on where the eye goes and the eye is reading in a one column format. So if you've got something going on over in the left hand margin or even the right hand margin, I've seen it both ways. The eye is very confused and doesn't know where to find what it's looking for. And of course you cannot upload those to the ATS. The ATS cannot read a two column resume at all. And in terms of length, employers are very clear in their preference that it's a two-page maximum resume. Now I'll get some pushback from some people saying, oh, it has to be one page. Um, and my feeling is your resume needs to be as long as it needs to be. So even if you've just graduated from college, if you have multiple internships and all kinds of experience that warrants more than one page, then it needs to take more than one page. I don't want it to go over two pages because at that point, you probably have extraneous information on there. You haven't drilled down to the most important stuff. And I get resumes on the regular that are six pages long. Of course, they don't end up that way when I get done with them, but they start out as six pages. And the reader is probably just not even going to bother with that one because it's too much information and it's too hard to find what they're looking for in that there's just too much noise going on in that resume. There's too much else going on to find what they're looking for. So in terms of this layout, your information at the top of the page, they look for that. They look for the experience section before the education section. So unless you are a recent college graduate, and even if you are a recent college graduate, you may have some internships and some things that will make your, ed your experience weightier than your education. So it should go up at the top. And then, as I said, kind of a standard layout um, that increases that readability factor. So your layout has to be logical. Number four, you want to make a clear distinction between your job duties and your achievements. So what I see from almost all the resumes I get is what I call a data sheet. It talks about, you know, here's where I worked, here's my job title, and here were my job duties. So from a marketing standpoint, you're telling an employer, I was paid to do a job and I did it. There's nothing on that resume, and vast majority of the ones that come to me, there is nothing that looks even remotely like an achievement on that resume. It's all based on job duties. So what we do as professional resume writers, or what all professional resume writers are supposed to do, is have a paragraph that two to three lines at most, these were the job duties. And then the bullets are relegated for those achievements. What I see most often with the resumes that come to me is if there are any achievements on there at all, they're mixed in with the job duties. And so the net effect is that we've diluted those achievements. We have to hunt to find them, and we're not going to do that, as pre previously stated. And you often have that kind of death by bullet scenario where there's 14 bullets, right? Take half a page full of bullets, and nobody's going to fool with that. So again, a two to three line paragraph with your job duties, and you want to make sure you're including the most significant job duties in there, and then avoid all fluff language in that paragraph description. There's no space for that. Let's get right down to the, to the you know, the matter. 
And then the final point is that focus on your achievements. I'm going to dive a little bit deeper on that. So what differentiates you from your competition is your achievements. The assumption is that if you were a an entry-level accountant and you did about the same job as all entry-level accountants. So from a job duty perspective, there's not much there that you're going to tell them that's going to really wow them. What will wow them is these achievements. Hard-hitting, bulleted accomplishments is what's going to separate you from others who've had similar job titles. So you want a maximum of six. I rarely have six bulleted accomplishments. It's usually three to five. And then as I go further back into your work history, I'm going to have fewer and fewer because I want there to be a visual growth. I want your resume. The most recent job takes up the most real estate. The next one takes up the next most real estate and so on. So it's like an inverted pyramid visually on your resume. And each of these bullets should start with an action verb. Uh, improved, increased, decreased something bad, uh, expedited, strengthened, uh, removed something bad. So those are examples of action verbs. So one more time, let me give you those high level points. One Number one, branding is everything. You've got to have a differentiated brand on your resume that separates you from your competition. Number two, you want to have a strong visual impact with your resume. Number three, your layout has to be logical. This is not the place to get cute. Now, if you're in a creative field, you have more latitude to be creative with that resume, but there still has to be the ability for the reader to find what they're looking for. And if they can't, they will not make a big effort to try to figure it out. They will move on to the next candidate. Number four, make a clear distinction between job duties, which go in a brief paragraph, and your accomplishments, which are bulleted, and the achievements, those accomplishments, should be a primary focus of the resume, really showing the employer how well you did that job, focusing on metrics whenever possible, whatever metrics looks like in your field, whether that's dollars or percentages or people or time. Those are all versions of metrics. Some will be appropriate to some industries and not others. So I hope this has helped you to kind of think about getting your resume toned up and tuned up for an upcoming job search. Again, go onto my website, exclusivecareercoaching.com and find the branded resume opt-in and that will get started coming to you the very next day after you sign up and that will come to you over five days. So I hope that's helpful and I will see you again next week. You've been listening to the Exclusive Career Coach with Lisa Edwards, CEO of Exclusive Career Coaching. It would be great if you would rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Also, I want to be your career coach, so be sure to ask questions about your career management challenges and job search situation. Until next time.